This is our last chapter for our Hold Fast. It is ICE. It starts on page 263 and ends on page 274. So find that page in your book. 263. ICE. ICE. The third week of February 2011. A bone-thin man with wild hair walked in the door of Helping Hand early one morning. He looked around, searching the faces nearby, and asked a question at the front desk. A call was made, and Mrs. Happity came running. As she approached the young man, she threw out her arms as if to hug him, but then seeing his haunted expression, paused. She clasped his hand in both of hers, a long and warm greeting. Follow me, she murmured. They started up the stairs side by side, yet silent, awash in what wasn't said. A police detective who had entered with the man followed behind carrying a small metal briefcase. Noticing that it was difficult for the man to walk, the woman moved slowly. These two, who'd only just met, looked as though life had handed them a right now miracle. Joy was too quiet a word. At the top of the stairs, once a certain door was opened, four people held one another so fast that there was no room for anything but dreams. Shrieks were followed by sobs and a burble of dash, dash, dash. When the detective outside the door cleared his throat minutes later, Dash looked around, said ah, and picked up a slender book with a red paper cover. He ran one trembly finger down the spine. Hiding in plain sight, he marveled. Undercover, he added, with a glimmer of his former grin. Research rhythms was a good idea, all right. Early blurted, it was, it was, and I didn't see it either, Dash, for ages. Shooting his daughter a questioning look, that was also a want to hear more, Dash, Dash reached around the open door and handed the book to the man in uniform. Thank you, sir. We'll return it. The detective nodded and popping it into the metal box, locked it with the key. After the police and Mrs. Happity had left and the door to their room was closed, the four pearls had the longest, saltiest, happiest, and gentlest hug any one of them ever had ever had, it was clear Dash's body hurt and badly. First, I owe you three a huge apology, Dash said softly, for wanting more than we had, for thinking there was an easy way to get it, for not recognizing the wrong that seemed right or the just out of sight, for confusing and losing. Dash hadn't caught up with the recent news until that morning. He'd happened to see his face in a newspaper crumpled in a train station garbage can, read the article, and hobbled over to the policeman on duty. Calls were made. A box for curing possible valuables was picked up at the station, and the police drove him straight to Helping Hand and his family. Once I was kidnapped on that January day, knocked off my bike, and thrown into a truck, it didn't take long to realize these folks thought I'd stolen something from them. They kept shouting, ice, hot ice, at me. And when I still didn't understand, they shouted, 
Back alley diamonds. And then the light went on. Back alley meant stolen. They asked me what I'd done with the first book of rhythms. I was so upset with myself. How had I missed something so obvious? Every time I'd held that little book, I wondered why the spine was stiff and why it seemed to weigh more than it should. Oh, breathed some. Oh, yeah, Early murmured. Dash, who was clearly in pain, stopped to cough and then catch the breath. My poor, dear, sweet baby, said some, rubbing his back. Not your fault, any of this craziness. Dash shook his head in between more coughing, as if to say, but it was. Early jumped in. I know, Dash. I couldn't believe it when the questions started to have answers, but I was scared to share because it might get you guys in trouble, even more trouble. Felt like I had to sit quiet. Her words poured out faster and faster, as if she'd upended a heavy bag of marbles. I found a second diamond here in the shelter after Mr. Owlslip grabbed our stuff. Don't worry, the police have it already. I'll tell you guys the whole thing later. What? Summon Dash said in one voice. Telling secrets, warned Juby. No telling about diamond stuff. It's okay, son, some said. The secrets are over. Early now on her feet was waving her arms. And then I figured out how that first diamond turned up on the floor in our apartment. I'd been sitting at the table with the first book of rhythms when those criminals came and knocked down the door. I think the book was crushed and one of the diamonds popped out the end of the spine. Presto. There it was, hidden in plain sight. And then that policeman, well, maybe he saw a rainbow under his shoe. You my girl, Early, Dash said softly, and with so much wonder that Early didn't think she'd ever hear heard sweeter words. Swallowing, she rushed on. Once I started believing what we had all along and still had, it got easier to see more undercover stuff. Like all the 369 address Mr. Oslip gave you in code, you know, the times in your notebook. The rhythm you saw on the day you disappeared, in case they wouldn't listen to a kid, I gave the building number to our friend Velma at the shelter here, and she took it to the precinct. Wow, Dash choked, and when he stopped coughing again, said, and I only hoped someone had rescued that notebook, and oh, some pulled it from inside her shirt, and Dash rolled his eyes up in a blissful grin, as if to say, definitely rescued but then doubled over with another wave of coughing. She passed him Juby's cough medicine. Early, some said, her voice pretend angry. You held all that in, baby? Yep, I'm so glad to let it out. I was just holding fast. No barren field, you know, she paused. But I'm ready for zero secrets and no more lies. Yeah, we wish you rockin' spies, Juby crowed. And Early gave him a thumbs up before you told, he added, his lip, lower lip shelving out. But we still are, Early laughed. Spies don't stop spying, even when they aren't trying. Spies without lies, Dash nodded. And what about me? I'm really good at zip the lip, Juby crowed. Zippity lippity. 
Dash twinkled. And you, my man, Mr. Jubilation, where would we all be without the zippy lip? Juby echoed, yeah, your man, and rolled back and forth happily on the floor. After more cough syrup, Dash went on, his voice still strained. Feel like I gotta keep telling till it's all out. We're Dash Summerly Juby, and like you said, no more secrets. Go on, baby, some said. We'll be quiet. Dash took a deep, shuddery breath and continued. After I'd realized rhythms was what they wanted, I was terrified for you three. I invented something quickly, trying to lure the kidnappers away from our apartment. I told them a sad thing had happened after I'd kept the book for my family. I'd taken it into work one day in order to compare it to versions I could look at on the internet. Then I fell asleep on the train on the way home, jumped up from my seat, and left the book behind. The criminals didn't know whether to believe me. They first tried using you three to scare me into talking. Then I tried starvation and, well, violence. How can I get those guys? Piao, 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 Juby muttered, shooting with his blue truck into jail, Dash added where they belong. I found out that gun games aren't great, son. Not when they're real and not up close. Oh, Juby's truck sank back to the floor. But melon and cherry fights in the summer? That's still good, Curly suggested. Spitting seeds and pits, you got it, Dash grinned, a flash of his old self that faded as he returned to the story. When nothing worked, my kidnappers finally got to thinking that they should just clean house, if you get my meaning. After all, I clearly didn't know much until they explained about the ice, which was a very stupid thing for them to do, and I think some of them knew it as soon as it was out. And I'd learned during all the questioning that the old books Al and I had been handling were just a clever way to hide a fortune. You were so right, Early. The stones had all been stuffed into the spines of the smaller books, a very secure storage spot, because they could then be carried around or even changed hands in the most public places. Those old cloth spines can be pretty indestructible, far stronger and more flexible than the modern ones. It was a weird form of laundering, making a dirty past less obvious, like criminals do with stolen money. This crime ring planned to move some famous diamonds safely through the hands of someone working at the Chicago Public Library, you silly dash. And from there, they could be sold. Things would look good, businesslike, but innocent. A name from the CPL, an official book list. The volumes could then pass easily through security checks of many kinds. This was a much safer and more invisible travel plan than storing and carrying them in small bags or lockboxes. From what I overheard, I learned that once these stolen gemstones had been moved, thanks to the book spines, they could be altered in the tiniest way by any jeweler's diamond cutting machine and would no longer be identifiable as the same stones. From the way the criminals were acting, I figured the diamonds stored in Langston's books were a particularly fine set of stones. That is, passing them along was the most dangerous part, and that's where Al and I came in. But then, when I kept the book, the men were drinking one night downstairs, and I heard them fighting about who would take care of me. 
I decided I'd rather fall out of a window than be shot by them and never found. So I did something pretty crazy. I stripped down to my underwear and rubbed my shoulders quickly with a cake of soap from the bathroom. Then I slid between the narrow window bars and got out onto the roof. I can't believe I did it. But I think ice, real ice this time, helped. The bars had been wet earlier that day as snow had melted in the sun. When the temperature dropped again, everything was coated in a clear, slippery film. First, one kind of dangerous ice almost got me killed. Then another, just as slippery and treacherous, probably saved my life. Funny that ice can mean such different things and that help and hurt can sometimes be so close. Once out the window, I was shaking so badly I couldn't stand. Hearing voices and shouting, I knew I had no time to waste. I began to crawl, slipped on more ice, and rolled right into a balcony below. When the men peered out of the open window minutes later, I was gone. From where I'd landed, I reached the fire escape, dropped down into an alley, and limped into the back door of a nearby restaurant. I begged them to hide me, which they did in a kitchen bin with the dirty tablecloths. I'll tell you, spilled food never smelled so good. Who knows why the owner of that restaurant was so kind to me, a frightened looking man in his underwear and socks. But if he hadn't been, well, we wouldn't be together today. No more dash summer early juby, that's for sure. The criminals armed and drunk combed the neighborhood for days. I was just plain lucky that this kind Lithuanian man, the owner of an old family restaurant, believed my story. He fed me and brought me warm clothes, dark sunglasses, a new sock hat, and a jacket with a huge hood. Next, he drove me over to our old apartment, even though we both knew that might be dangerous. I saw what had happened. I might have died right there from shock and grief if the old lady down the hall hadn't heard my voice and opened her door a crack. She told me that you three had gone to a shelter, but she didn't know which one. I had hope. The restaurant owner later handed me train and bus fare cards, plus a list of all the city shelters so I could begin looking for my family. He tucked $40 in my pocket without me knowing, gave me his blessing, and told me to get back in touch once I'd found all of you. He was like a father to me, such a good man. I can't wait for you all to meet him. Since then, I've been sleeping in Union Station at night and making my way from one shelter to another during the day watching the doors to see if I could spot you three. I was afraid to go to the police as the folks who kidnapped me said I'd be arrested for stealing the diamonds. And they'd chase after my family once I was in jail. I didn't know whether to believe them, but didn't dare do anything else. And then, after I saw the news, well, here I am. And we four got to head home as soon as we ever, ever can. You bet, some whispered. I could sometimes hear you talking to me, Early said, in my head, like there were rhythms in the air. And I might have seen you once when we whizzed by on the train, but then I thought I just wished you into being there. Yeah, we was sad, Juby trumpeted. Some got sad and mad when I got bad, and then I was good, and now I'm never letting go, Juby finished, hugging his father's foot the only safely squeezable part of him, as hard as he could. Sad, mad, bad, then glad. 
early grave grinned at Judy, who gave her the daring chin salute. Oh yeah, Dash said softly, never letting go. I thought about you three so much that I believe I was here in my head and my heart. He paused and touched Sam's cheek and, and the rhythms. I think Langston was doing his best to help us. I kept thinking of those lines from the poem, Problems, but what would happen if the last four was late? And that kind of pushed me to keep going. Dang, was I ever late. Dang, Juby nodded. Hey, baby, some said tenderly, some good stuff. Major home hunting work, especially on the part of your early pearl here. She came up with quite an idea, a project that is letting kids in shelters share their home dreams with rich and powerful folks who might be able to help. I was reading Langston's dream poems, Early said. I think that's where it started. And I've been working on clues, Juby added, and eating what they got. Wow, Dash said, his voice stronger. Lucky thing I disappeared so you kids could get all that good growing done. And he winked at some. Early finds us our next home, and she just might. We'll call it hold fast. How's that? And Juby, if you keep on with the spy work and veggies, you'll be big enough to catch bad guys in no time. Bad guys, Juby shouted happily. Oh, please, some said, rolling her eyes at Dash. They spent the rest of the day soothing and re-soothing, sorting rhythms and filling one another in on every facet of this crazy, ice-laden time. They remembered the many people who had helped them return to four. Mr. Wave, Valma, the wonderful restaurant owner, their old neighbor in Woodlawn, Mrs. B at the Hughes School, Mrs. Wormser at the library, Mrs. Happity, and even Al. But last but not least, there was Langston himself, whose words had helped them throughout. They were told a bizarre detail that afternoon. This was actually the eighth anniversary to the day of the Antwerp Diamond Center heist. Strange symmetry was at work. A member of the FBI came to the shelter to return the Pearl's copy of the first book of rhythms and tell them that seven more diamonds had been carefully removed from the spine of the book. Seven! Dash and some breathed in unison. Making nine, Early murmured. Fits the ruling pattern. Rolling, Juby announced, vrooming his truck up and over the agent's large and shiny shoe. The man went on to explain that should there be any reward offered by original owners of the return of diamonds found in this Chicago raid, the pearls would receive that money. Their family had, after all, helped in many ways with the recovery of a fortune. No guarantees, the agent cautioned, but it sure was a sparkly thought. He paused to admire Juby's blue truck on his way out. Meanwhile, Mrs. Happity welcomed Dash to helping hand. She got him medical care right away. Dash's cracked ribs, dislocated knee, many torn tendons, and broken collarbone were bandaged. He was sent back to the shelter with vitamins and a supply of special protein bars to help him gain strength. When the press heard the real story, a tale of dangerously twinkly ice of all kinds, a crash, a chase, and an innocent family that had slipped through the cracks, 
Donations of clothing, toys, and books began pouring into Helping Hand. And best of all, the Chicago Public Library assured Dash that a full-time job was waiting whenever he felt well enough to return. In the meantime, the pearls were as cozy as could be in their tiny, dark oyster shell of a room. The past few weeks had felt like years to this family. Ice seemed to have frozen time, and a beat of threes had hidden four, at least until today. Now, despite home time lost, it seemed likely that Dash Summerly Jubie would have another chance to hold fast. Who could say what might happen when the world finished catching up with four pearls, an old book of rhythms, many stolen diamonds, and a load of dreams? And that is the end of Hold Fast. There are some notes at the end of the book, and there's an acknowledgement if you'd like to go and read about it. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed listening and reading this book. Be sure to do your vocabulary and your comprehension questions.